Hello Blazers, welcome to episode 3 of UAB Green and Told, where we have conversations with members of the UAB family. I'm Greg Berry, Assistant Director in the UAB Office of Alumni Affairs. In today's episode of Green and Told, we welcome Dr. Anand Iyer, Assistant Professor in the Division of Pulmonary, Allergy, and Critical Care Medicine at UAB. As he'll share, one graduation after another, Anand kept returning to UAB to continue his education. What's great about UAB is that there are these, there are people at every stage that are incredible humans. Through his academic career, he would give three commencement addresses, including two at UAB. I still have chills about the experience sitting on stage, hearing the bagpipes walking around the room. And hear how the transition has gone from being a student to a professor at UAB. It allows you to sort of have a sense of humility and respect that, that whole process that somebody goes through. By the time Anand Iyer was 9 or 10, he had a good idea that he would wind up pursuing a career in medicine. Growing up, his dad was a family practitioner at a clinic in Anniston, Alabama, and his mom, the office manager. The clinic was a second home, and medicine was just natural to him. Then, while attending the Donahoe School, Anand became aware of exactly where he would study medicine. As small as it is, it's put out a lot of blazers. So there were two in particular, Eric Wallace, who's now director of e-medicine or telehealth for UAB, and uh, Jason Lott, who was a Marshall Scholar. So they were seniors when I was a seventh grader. And so they came to UAB in the University Honors Program and the Early Medical School Acceptance Program. Okay. So immediately in seventh grade, I was like, what do, what do, they, what do they see about UAB that's so attractive that these guys that could go, Harvard, they had scholarships everywhere, but they said, I'm going to UAB because of these two programs, which was obviously, I need to look into it and investigate, which I did and got into both and said, I'm going to these because they did it and this programs are, these programs are amazing. So they were five years older than you they approximately. Were. Did you, as you found yourself making that decision and starting of exploring the collegiate life, did you reach out to them and talk to them at all? all? The they were huge mentors in high school. So even though I might have been 12 and they were 17 years old, they we communicated it all the time. They were in the band or played sports, and it's a small school of 300 students from K through 12. So you knew everybody in your grade, and you knew almost everybody in the school. And so it was very easy to talk to them. Even at one point, they were physical neighbors to me in Anniston. So we'd go sledding or something, trade baseball cards with Eric and his little brother. It was natural to say, hey, what did you learn? You went to UAB, talked to me about MSAP, talked to me about the honors program, and they guided me into inevitably choosing the two. What's our relationship, the dynamic with them now? So I don't get to talk to D Jason much, but Eric is on t in charge of telehealth at the, in, in the, for the School of Medicine. So our pulmonary program does telehealth outreach to intensive care units across the state of Alabama that are low resource settings. Okay. And so we're working with that. So every time I see Eric in the hospital, it's always, hey man, how you doing? He, we chat about Donahoe or Aniston here and there. So it's kind of fun. At UAB, Anand was able to flourish as a biology major, but his undergraduate goal wasn't supposed to include strictly a pre-medicine track. The beauty of the MSAP program and the University Honors Program is you could do biology, but you could do other things. 
um, knowing that you still took your MCAT, got to work in the seminars with Greg Pence okay. and Ada Long, Mike Sloan, these guys from early 2000s, uh, it allowed you to broaden. So I came in as a biology major, pre-med, early medical school acceptance program, but I was also a music double major. Okay. So I wanted to be. I got a piano scholarship here and studied with Yakov Kosman. And so he is probably the best kept secret. Everybody should know about him, mm -hmm. but he is one of the best pianists I've ever heard. And he just happens to be working right across the street. And he was faculty and allowed me to stay in his, la in his piano studio for four years as an undergrad and studied classical performance. And that's kind of unheard of because you weren't, towards the end, a music. No, correct. Yeah. And so I played played in the piano performance ensemble with his wife and uh, sang in the choir for a year, did all sorts of things early on. I was going to start as a double major, but the rigors of doing the science, the philosophy courses of MSAP, they took over, but I, so I couldn't do the full major, which was disappointing, but I still said I can't drop this, so I stayed with it, took it to the hospital, played for patients for some uh, music therapy, that kind of thing, so it was fun. So you were part of the Honors College. I was. Um, what was that experience like that people that don't know really much about the Honors College should know about? Well, so it wasn't an Honors College like it is now. Before, when I was recruited with Ada Long, uh, I was there her last year. I was a freshman her last year, and now Mike Sloan is the director of the program. But it was a university honors program, or UHP, as we're friendly call calling it. Completely unique experience. Nothing like it around the country this sort of interdisciplinary education where you're working with other majors in this fall course, and then you break out into small group seminars, and you have this community at the Honors House that's got a crazy whiteboard that everybody's been writing on, graffiti-wise, you got piano there, you've got small rooms to convene, a pool table. It was an amazing thing, and I didn't see that at Alabama, at Vanderbilt, anywhere else I went to. So it was the other icing on the cake when I was into both of those programs, yeah. MSAP and UHP. I was like, this is amazing. I couldn't see it. Could I didn't have it replicated. Still don't have it replicated anywhere. How did that get you ready for med school? They don't do it enough, but there's so much interdisciplinary work you have to do as a physician. So I, as an ICU attending or intensive care unit attending, I'm on faculty now and I lead residents, fellows, medical students. And on my team are the nurses, the physical therapists, the occupational therapists, the palliative care physicians, team physicians from every discipline all working together to help a person with serious illness survive their course in the ICU. So it's all about working together, thinking outside the box, using something beyond science to solve a medical problem. And that was all grounded in what we did in the honors program. It was critical thinking. It was big picture concepts, uniting things mm -hmm. that you never did before. Um, breeding some of the hardest stuff that Rusty Russian would present us with whether it's Conrad or anything, Heart of Darkness, something like that, that he would make us think about, well, how do you connect it to this science topic? You get the biology degree in 2007, then you elected to stay at UAB. Chances are you could have gone just about anywhere. Why did you stay at UAB to pursue that medical degree? Um, a little bit of, a, uh, I guess, a few things. Loyalty is one thing, because I, I stayed at UAB. I mean, I'm from Anison, I stayed close to family. Mm -hmm. Um, right, I could have gone other places, but the MSAP program afforded me an easier step progression with a guaranteed seat out of high school into the medical school at okay. UAB. So we interviewed and, as seniors in high school for this for this program. 
and we got a seat in the medical school. Granted, we kept all our grades up and did everything. And many of the students can go anywhere they want. They go to they can go to Harvard and Vanderbilt and yeah. other places. But I stayed because the program was good. This medical school was outstanding. I got scholarships to medical school here, um, so that was obviously a big a big help. During his time at UAB, Dr. Iyer earned not just his undergraduate and medical degree, he opted to remain in Birmingham for his residency and fellowship. What's great about UAB is that there are these there are people at every stage that are incredible humans. Um, in medical school, they were in undergrad, they were these faculty that will always stick with me. They still write letters for me. They were still close. In medical school, there were faculty that were just incredible physicians. They could embody what it meant to be a great, mm-hmm. you know, well-rounded physician. And those were the people I was like, well, they're here. They're right here. And then in residency was the same attendings that were mine as, as our intern that would just treat a human as a, an incredible person and what, what, what that meant. And same with every step. These were UAB physicians. These are UAB attending and faculty. And it was all here. And I said, well, I'm comfortable here. I like the people, the, the staff, everybody gets along really well. What were the emotions like when you finally got a chance to don the white jacket? <laughs> yeah, that was, I mean, you, we do three different times, actually. Um, the white coat ceremony in medical school was huge because you'd always thought, you, what would it be like to wear that coat? It's a small white coat. It's tight fitting. Then you get to be a resident, you get a little bit longer one. Then you get to be a fellow and then an attending and it literally, jokingly, goes all the way down to your <laughs> legs. At some point you're gonna have one draping behind you, kind of like Star Wars or something. But it was a really surreal experience, I think, to finally wear it to think, oh yeah, I get to do this. But you're still a student, so they call them student doctors. So you still have that four years, yeah. which are the hardest years you've ever been through to prove yourself and make it. What's the biggest difference between doing the undergrad at UAB and then getting in the School of Medicine at UAB? I say medical school is like taking a semester of cell biology or something, okay. cutting it into a week. Okay. Right. So it's like, and, and it was beautiful because the teachers here were often teachers in medical school. So that made that transition also easy because I knew plenty of the people who were my faculty in biology and chemistry that kind of came to the medical school as well. So that was easier, but then they're saying, okay, you remember what we did in the entire semester over four months? We're doing it tomorrow. We're doing it this this week. Yeah. So take that whole book, memorize the entire thing. You got this week to do it. And so that's what medical school is. And then let's add to that four different subjects at the same time. And it's unreal the amount of knowledge they're trying to pack into our brains within, the four, within two years, really. And then you go to the clinical side. But uh, yeah, it was a, that transition was just the pace and the volume. So you, you do it, you get a strong foundation here, but you don't, none of us realize how much volume and speed and, and, and pace that you had to jump to a different level entirely. With a career that was now on its way, find out what was next for Dr. Iyer after a short message from the UAB National Alumni Society. Sip some wine. Sample craft beer, give back. Support student scholarships at the 11th Annual Uncork Education at the Alumni House on Sunday, October 27, 2019. Join us for a live and silent auction, mystery cork prizes, and two stocked bars that will be given away. Tickets for this popular event are now available. 
To find out more about the 2019 Uncork Education or to purchase your tickets, visit alumni.uab.edu slash uncork. Dr. Anadier has stayed in Birmingham and UAB beyond his education. Now he's on the other side of things, teaching the minds of the future. It's cool. It's fun. It's, you know, I saw these guys as a medical student or as an undergrad even shadowing uh, doctors around campus to now be one of those. It gives you a chance to sort of say, I was here physically in this city in 2003 and I knew what that was like and how afraid I was sometimes or how small I seemed to these big guys wearing their white coats walking around and I get to be that. It allows you to sort of have a sense of humility and respect that that whole process that somebody goes through to, to not be too hierarchical, to not think like, oh, I'm so much better. No, I was you, I get it. Mm-hmm. And that, it's, that kind of translates into sort of a I think the residents get get that. It's sort of like, hey, look, I was here. I was you. A medical student, I was you just six years ago. So I know what you're going through. And that helps them to feel more comfortable approaching me with questions and getting to solve problems. During your undergrad, you were um, involved, very involved. You were volunteering at the VA um, with the Division of Geriatrics, Gerontology, and Palliative Care. You were Secretary of Alpha Lambda Delta Honor Society became president. Why was it important to you to embrace college life and really just get involved in everything? Why? Is, that's a tough question about why. I mean, I, it was natural, right? I just did it. I just saw that I'm on campus. There's so much to offer. I need to become involved. But I thought I was naturally put into positions of leadership. Either I was appointed to them or, or said, well, I could be a natural leader. I did it in the Boy Scouts. When I was since I've been 12 years since six years old so I always kind of gravitated to sort of positions of leadership and and I felt like that continued onward and getting involved in campus was a lot different then than it is now I mean you have to think about the fact that when I walked uh, to get my tour for the Trailblazers in 02 there was no campus rec center no green we did our exercise at Bell Gym. There was a fence that outlined a red brick apartments that are currently the, the what is that building called? The Social and Behavioral Sciences Building, okay. or, right? So there was red brick buildings, apartments there. So they don't like, the tour guides were saying, this is what, there's gonna be so much cool stuff here. Trust us. Trust us, there's gonna be so many cool stuff. That was in 02, and I said, okay, I don't see the vision. What's that gonna be like? And then, and then it happened. And so then one building got torn down and then the classroom building, thank God, got torn down and the rec center got built, campus green. So there was this life. We had it, it was there, it was much smaller than it is now. And so you can, you can feel that pulse now uh, that I kind of wish I had a little bit more of as yeah. an undergrad. We had it, but it was it's so vibrant now. It's amazing, I'm a little jealous. How exciting has it been to watch that growth? Oh, um, outstanding. Yeah, I mean, we, whether it was just, I mean, there's physical growth. So every generation gets to brag about, oh, when we had here, I even read Dr. Watts had, when he was an undergrad, he, they had a piece in him on him in AL.com that talked about when he was here, mm-hmm. there were the couple of buildings and he was mad about it being called a commuter campus. And there was so much more to offer. That was kind of, everybody still called UAB this commuter campus, which it was, I was frustrated because I thought, no, I see these amazing in- entities within UAB that 
are unmatched. MSAP, University Honors Park in the Body Department. There are all these d departments within UAB and where's that social vibe? It was there and it existed. It just isn't as strong as it is now. And watching it happen now, um, it's just incredible. I'm so impressed with the way that it's grown, the new buildings that are built, the stadium that we're gonna get. I mean, that's it's just amazing. I lived at Blunt Hall yeah. and Rast Hall, and my neighbors were squeaky, or they were Donnell and Ronnell, the twins. So mm -hmm. they kids these days, I say that, but they might not know who they were. They were the coolest basketball players of the among the coolest basketball players we've ever had at UAB. So they were my neighbors. So I'm this five, six, five, seven. <laughs> MSAP student, biology major, <laughs> next door is but seven foot tall, twin basketball lead players on the team who throw it behind the back pass at the Sweet 16 on CBS. You know, I was like, I live next door to these guys. You need a tutor? I'm here. I'm here. You light up when you talk about UAB mm -hmm. and the Blazers. Um, why? I mean, it's a little bit of an underdog kind of story. Um, but, uh, but, I mean, UAB has given me a lot. So I, I owe a lot my education, scholarships, you know, leadership positions, a career trajectory that I'm still using today and still writing about today. Um, so f personally, it's meant a lot. And my kids are born here at the hospital and my wife was a freshman blazer too. So we met at Rast Hall. I mean, we, so we, it's like my whole family was grown up here. So yeah. we, it was, it's part of my blood. I mean, it's, it's just what it is. Um, but. But then it becomes more of an underdog, how UAB is growing and building and supporting the state and the city and the nation, global impact, it's, it's incredible. What's the one thing that you maybe regret from your undergrad that you just weren't able to do? That's a, that's a tough one. I mean, I, I wish I could have gone through that, bio, that, that piano major. Um, I wish I could have stayed with it, but it physically wasn't, there was no way the amount of time that you needed to put in to meet a music major practice time was mm -hmm. was impossible with my study schedule. Um, and then this, I think I, I was a final finalist for the Truman Scholarship. So that's, that's this major uh, graduate fellowship award that's akin to the Rhodes and the Marshall Scholarship. Mm -hmm. I made it to the finals of that competition. So I still think of that as one of my greatest failures uh, which could turn into something different but as a junior at UAB I didn't see it that way I mean I was trying I made it to the finals interviewed with circuit court judges and vice presidents of Vanderbilt they were in physically at Vanderbilt but there was this big boardroom and to get torn down and just sort of beat up in this interview was just demoralizing about questions that I had no connection with how I was trying to develop this public health policy for older adults for nationwide and I had these ideas but they went a totally different route and attacked me from different ends and yeah. so I think of that as like oh if I had just and oh if only and I could have thought about this mm -hmm. that would have made a major career shift or might have made a potential difference. Throughout his academic career Dr. Iyer gave a commencement address as the valedictorian of his high school class at Donahue and also at his undergraduate ceremony and in medical school. Just like his journey in academics, the narratives of his speeches changed. You know, in, in high school, it was about what we can do for Anison. You know, what were my high school students going to be able to do for Anison in Alabama? Mm -hmm. Then in undergrad, it was about giving back. 
and it was about growth and not only physical growth that we all experienced as high schoolers hitting our growth spurts or whatever, but also personal growth that we had mm -hmm. and using that to then give back to UAB. That was what I challenged like 10,000 that were in attendance at Bartow. Uh, in medical school, we were trying to tell docs, recently just then graduated medical students who are about to be doctors, how do you give back to your society? So it was about what does giving back mean? Um, your time, your service, anything you can give to improving those communities that are just down the road. Mm -hmm. I think this concept of thinking globally, but acting locally. Um, how do you fix just Birmingham proper? Like, I challenged my graduates. I said, well, there's a lot of problems everywhere, but look right over here. And I sort of pointed down the road. Um, there are citizens that are neighbors that are still having all these problems, um, whether it's infectious diseases to COPD or breathing problems or environmental issues, political issues, certain, you know, it's all here. We have to solve these problems. So I challenged each level in a different way. Um, how do you fix that problem? And now I care for patients at Cooper Green, which is just down the street, who are 80% uninsured or poorly insured, trying to care for them with their lung problems. Is giving back part of the Blazer way? I think so. It has to be. Um, I mean, then, then we, we, that's what UAB does, I think. Well, whether it's with physicians, it's nurses, it's students, um, entrepreneurs, um, the business community, the students at Collat that just learn how to do that. That's what they do. It's about developing a model that will impact the city, developing a new computer science tool that's gonna mm -hmm. reach out throughout Alabama, telehealth-wise, or something like that, or a new medicine, or a new model in, in, in healthcare to deliver it to larger populations. That's what we're trained to do. And that's what I've been doing for like 15 years, I think. Figuring that out and solving that, those problems. So you give these three commencement speeches. Which one was the most meaningful, and which one are you most proud of? Um, I think the the undergrad one in 07. Um, it was a large audience, and I was nervous as it gets. But <laughs> sitting there in front um, with Dr. Garrison, uh, then president, um, and Dean Watts when he was there, and that was. And I still have chills about the experience sitting on stage, hearing the bagpipes, walking around the room. That was my graduation, and I get to go and talk to my students and pump the audience up and tell them, hey, look, don't forget to do these things as you go on and move out. You know, this school gave you all this training and education. Don't forget us, and don't forget UAB. And so I didn't, and so I tried to live it. But it was it's some kind of things I still hold myself as a rubric. You know, did I do the things I said to mm -hmm. do in that speech? I challenged myself to either listen to it or make sure I remember what I said and look back and say, hey, did I do those things? I tried to. You spoke a little bit about how UAB has progressed since you started as a freshman here in Birmingham. Where do you see it going in the next 20, 25 years? Ooh, um, well, Physically, we may, you know, absor absorb all of Southside. Yeah. Uh, I think that will actually happen. Um, everything beyond the railroad tracks may be UAB. I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. I mean, there's going to be the restaurants, the bars, the energy that comes with it, the sports scene, the the, the vibrancy. So yeah. I see physical, physically, that's the, it's just going to take over. I, you know, I don't think that's a bad thing. 
personally, but it's going to be everywhere. So we'll have a physical spot all over the city of Birmingham. Our reach will be beyond that through telehealth means or through remote campuses everywhere, Montgomery, and then we're going to grow beyond those campuses for residents and students. Um, but we'll definitely be, if our trajectory continues, we'll be ranked amongst the best we are the best youngest university, mm -hmm. right? A couple of years running. Yep. So we'll be the best overall university or the most diverse, continuing that sort of trends. I think with that recruitment power and that sort of alumni giving back and all that, it's going to be a major leader more than it already is. I mean, I think Dean Vickers and Watts already want to grow the medical school in other ways. Blanton and everybody is going to grow the honors program. The undergrad is going to physically grow. Um, but I think it'll be a big school. And it won't be a community campus, for sure. It's already not yeah. now. But it, that that moniker is going to be gone. <laughs> so like, oh, UAP is just another great college to go to. Dr. Iyer earned his Bachelor of Science in Biology from UAB in 2007. He followed that with his medical degree while also doing his residency and fellowship at UAB. In 2018, he earned yet another degree, a Master of Science in Public Health. But being a blazer goes deeper than just earning a degree. So for Dr. Iyer, what does it mean to be a blazer? I don't know if I have a great answer for what a, what a blazer is. I mean, a, a blazer is, um, you know, I think it comes from trailblazer. Those are people that pave paths into the future that make new ways that don't exist. And you can figure it out. You can be that person that can do that. You can find out more about Dr. Anandair or check out other episodes online at our podcast page, alumni.uab.edu slash greenandtold. If you've liked what you've heard, leave a review to let others know. And if you're interested in finding out more about the UAB Green and Told podcast, email me at greenandtold at uab.edu. Thanks for listening, and until next time, go Blazers!